بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد respected friends and elders we were discussing the verse wherein Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala announces the commandment of fasting in the month of Ramadan and coupled with this ordainment and commandment Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ so that you may attain taqwa taqwa respected friends and elders linguistically in the Arabic language comes from the word wiqaya, which means a shield a protection and in the words of Allah and His Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Taqwa basically means for a person to protect himself from the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is done in two ways by fulfilling the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and doing what a person is required to do and the second is by abstaining from the prohibitions of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. By abstaining from sin, abstaining from wrong, this in essence is taqwa. There are many different definitions that are given up to ten different definitions were given for taqwa but all boil down to the same thing here to protect oneself from the adab of Allah via the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala obeying Allah in fulfilling his commands and abstaining from the prohibitions abstaining from sin because sin respected friends and elders is the biggest barrier between a man and his creator biggest barrier between a man and the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala a biggest barrier between a person and success. And taqwa, that ingredient that will protect a person from the adab of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has been repeated in the Quran a couple of hundred times. In different, different ways Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala exhorts us to adopting the quality of taqwa. Failing, a person who fails to have taqwa will ultimately fall into the adab of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he will suffer in this dunya also, he will suffer in the akhirah also. Sayyidina Abu Darda radiallahu anhu was labeled by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as Hakimu hadihil ummah. The wise man of this ummah, the most wise of the ummah. We famously know the title was also given to Hazrat Mawana. Hakimul Ummah Mawana Ashraf Ali Tanwi Rahimahullah. In his time, he was known as Hakimul Ummah as well. But the first person to be given this title was given by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That was Sayyidina Abu Darda radiallahu anhu. And this obviously illustrates to us the amount of wisdom, foresight that he possessed. <coughs> Sayyidina Abu Darda radiallahu anhu was part of the army that conquered Cyprus, the island of Cyprus. That was the first battle that the Muslims were successful in fighting across the ocean. Up to that time, whatever other battles they fought were on land. This was the first one that they, had, that they were successful in after traveling on the ocean. So when they came to Cyprus, this happened in the year 32 after Hijrah, and they conquered that island, it was a day of double joy the joy of conquest, victory for the Muslims. And second, what added to the joy was the fact that this was a successful mission across the ocean. First time the Muslims had achieved something like this. So it was a day of joy, day to be happy, a day you know, to, to, 
for a person to, 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 to acknowledge and to enjoy. But Sayyidina Abu Darda radiallahu anhu was seen sitting one side crying and weeping. So somebody mentioned to him, Oh Abu Darda, I mean today is a day of victory, day of joy. Why are you crying? The reply that Sayyidina Abu Darda radiallahu anhu gave, respected friends and elders, is an eye opener for all of us. And it's closely linked to the topic we are discussing, the topic of abstinence from sin, protecting oneself from sin. He says, look at these people, they were once upon a time mighty, powerful. They had no fear. They felt that the ocean is sufficient to protect them. But they have been defeated. Today they have been humiliated. Today they have lost their, their glory, so to say, their position. And then he says one line, he says, مَا أَهْوَنَ الْخَلْقُ عَلَى اللَّهِ إِذَا ضَيَّعُوا أَمْرَ اللَّهِ That how humiliated the creation becomes in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when they fail to uphold the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. مَا أَهْوَنَ how, how humiliated, how despicable they become in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. My Ustad, Shaykh Muhammad Awama, Hafizahullah, mentions this qissa and he says we should look at this and apply it to, the, to ourselves today. That we have reached such a, an ebb of humiliation globally. The Ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Each person should think within himself that what command of Allah am I not fulfilling? Which sin am I, am I not abstaining from? Because this is actually what leads eventually to this hawan, this humiliation, this you know, uh, uselessness so to say in the world. مَا أَهْوَنَ الْخَلْقُ عَلَى اللَّهِ إِذَا ضَيَّعُوا أَمْرَ اللَّهِ When they fail to adopt the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when a person is void of this shield of taqwa, then this is where we end up respected friends and elders. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this verse coupled the command of fast with taqwa because the fast is one of the most effective a'mal in a person attaining taqwa. There are many ways in which a person can acquire taqwa. But fasting in the month of Ramadan is something that, that propels a person to the heights of taqwa if it is observed, if the fast is observed like it's supposed to be observed. Because in the month of Ramadan, in the fast, a person is training himself to abstain from that which is norm, normally and usually halal and permissible for him. Eating, drinking, having breakfast, so to say, having lunch, having a snack during the day is perfectly normal, permissible. For a person to have relations with his wife is per- perfectly permissible. But during the daytime from Seri till Iftar a person is abstaining from these things that are actually permissible for him. This is training himself. This is training himself to abstain from things that are impermissible. That when a man and his nafs is able to abstain from halal, then he is now prepared and even more prepared to abstain from haram as well. And that is the essence of taqwa, to be able to fulfill the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and abstain from the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Therefore, in some narrations, we are taught that when a person observes the fast, then فَلْيَسُمْ بَطَنُهُ His belly is fasting, meaning belly is abstaining from eating and drinking, but also سَمْعُهُ وَبَصَرُهُ وَلِسَانُهُ His eyes should also be fasting. His ears should also be fasting. His tongue should also be fasting. In other words, they should be abstaining from things that are impermissible. 
So abstaining from eating and drinking throughout the day is definitely a basic requirement of the fast. But coupled with that, the spiritual fast is for a person to abstain from sin. And the fast of Ramadan prepares a person. It prepares a person for this. And we ourselves should remind ourselves. One is something happens automatically throughout the day, a person never had the opportunity of sinning. Or he didn't even realize he abstained from listening or looking to haram. And the other is a person who had that opportunity and intentionally reminded himself that I am fasting, I need to, I need to protect my fast, I need to protect it from breaking, like I need to protect it from breaking by abstaining from eating and drinking. I need to protect my, the, the, the spirituality of the fast. And don't break the fast spiritually. And that is by abstaining from haram, by abstaining from sin. Rasulullah labeled those people who committed ghibah, who were engaged in ghibah, backbiting, as they have broken their fast. But the fast didn't break, because they never ate anything. The fast, what was meant by they have not fasted, or the fast is broken? The spiritual fast, the spirituality of the fast is being lost if a person does not control himself from haram. Think about it logically also. I mean, a person is going through all the effort to abstain from something which is normally permissible for him. Then why not add a little bit more effort and abstain from that which we ought to abstain from at all times. And that is the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For this quality of taqwa, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as I mentioned, has, or has ordained. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has encouraged and Allah has exhorted us numerous times in Quran. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made many, many promises for those who have taqwa. Many rewards for those who have taqwa. Many benefits for taqwa. As Mawlana Hakim Muhammad Akhtar Sahib, rahimahullah, his one bayan was published, very famous. Taqwa ke in'amat. The rewards of taqwa. Inshallah, we will continue discussing this tomorrow. Subhanallah.